Section 16 of A Treatise on Good Works. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philip Nottis. A Treatise on Good Works by Martin Luther. Translated by Johann Michael Roy. The Third Commandment. Subsections 4 through 6. We should pray, not as the custom is, counting many pages or beads, but fixing our mind upon some pressing need, desire it with all our earnestness, and exercise faith and confidence toward God in the matter, in such wise that we do not doubt that we shall be heard. So also St. Bernard instructs his brethren and says, Dear brethren, you shall by no means despise your prayer, as if it were in vain. For I tell you of a truth that, before you've uttered the words, the prayer is already recorded in heaven, and you shall confidently expect from God one of two things, either that your prayer will be granted, or that, if it will not be granted, the granting of it would not be good for you. Prayer is, therefore, a special exercise of faith, and faith makes the prayer so acceptable that either it will surely be granted, or something better than we ask will be given in its stead. So also says St. James, Let him who asketh of God not waver in faith, for if he wavers, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. This is a clear statement, which says directly, He who does not trust receives nothing, neither that which he asks, nor anything better. And to call forth such faith, Christ himself has said, in Mark 11, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall surely have them. And Luke 11, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what father is there of you who... If his son shall ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he give him a scorpion? But if you know how to give good gifts to your children, and you yourselves are not naturally good, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give a good spirit to all them that ask him? 5. Who is so hard and stone-like that such mighty words ought not to move him to pray with confidence? joyfully and gladly. But how many prayers must be reformed if we are to pray aright according to these words? Now, indeed, all churches and monastic houses are full of praying and singing, but how does it happen that so little improvement and benefit result from it, and things daily grow worse? The reason is none other than that which St. James indicates when he says, You ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss. For where this faith and confidence is not the prayer, the prayer is dead, and nothing more than grievous labor and work. If anything is given for it, it is none the less only temporal benefit, without any blessing and help for the soul, nay, to the great injury and blinding of souls so that they go their way, babbling much with their mouths, regarding of whether they receive or desire or trust in this belief the state of mind most depressed to the exercise of faith and to the nature of prayer, they remain hardened.
From this it follows that one who prays aright never doubts that his prayer is surely acceptable and heard, although the very thing for which he prays be not given him. For we are to lay our need before God in prayer, but not prescribe to him a measure, manner, time, or place, but if he wills to give it to us better or in another way than we think, we are to leave it to him. For frequently we do not know what we pray. As St. Paul says in Romans 8, And God works and gives above all that we understand, as he says in Ephesians 3, so that there be no doubt that the prayer is acceptable and heard, and we yet leave to God the time, place, measure, and limit. He will surely do what is right. They are the true worshipers, who worship God in spirit and in truth, for they who believe not that they will be heard, sin upon the left hand against this commandment and go far astray with their unbelief. But they who set a limit for him, sin upon the other side, and come too close with their tempting of God. So he has forbidden both, that we should err from his commandment, neither to the left nor to the right, that is, neither with unbelief nor with tempting, but with simple faith remain straight road, trusting him, and yet setting him no bounds. 6. Thus we see that this commandment, like the second, is to be nothing else than a doing and keeping of the first commandment, that is, of faith, trust, confidence, hope, and love of God, so that in all the commandments the first may be the captain, and faith the chief work in the life of all other works, without which, as we said, they cannot be good. But if you say, What if I cannot believe that my prayer is heard and accepted? I answer, for this very reason, faith, prayer, and all other good works are commanded, that you shall know what you can and what you cannot do. And when you find that you cannot so believe and do, then you are humbly to confess it to God, and begin with a weak spark of faith and daily strengthen it more and more by exercising it in all of your living and doing. For as touching infirmity of faith, that is, of the first and highest commandment. There is no one on earth who does not have this good share of it. And even the holy apostles in the gospel, and especially St. Peter, were weak in faith, so that they also prayed Christ and said, Lord, increase our faith. And he very frequently rebukes them because they have so little faith. Therefore, you shall not despair nor give up, even if you find that you do not believe as firmly as you ought and wish in your prayer or in other works. Nay, you shall thank God with all your heart that he thus reveals to you your weakness, through which he daily teaches and admonishes you how much you need to exercise yourself and daily strengthen yourself in faith. For how many do you see who habitually pray, sing, read, work and seem to be great saints and yet never get so far as to know where they stand in respect to the chief work faith and so in their blindness they lead astray themselves and others think that they are very well off and unknowingly build on the sand of their works without any faith not on god's mercy and promise through a firm pure faith therefore however long we live we shall always have our hands full to remain with all our works and sufferings. Pupils of the first commandment of faith and not to cease on them. No one knows what a great thing it is to trust God alone, except he who attempts it with his works.
End of section 16. Recording by Philip Norris.